are back episode seven that's crazy yeah so a uh, couple things real quick i am under the weather i have a sinus thing going on it's been almost three weeks now mm-hmm. it's moved into my chest so if you guys hear gross noises or me blowing my nose or coughing up and dying just know that i will be okay we are committed to making sure you get your podcast on mondays so we are doing the recording to make sure that we can get this uploaded while we're out of town Man, I, I you know normally we just jump right into emails. I want to mm-hmm. have some conversations before we do that. Okay. Um, I also I guess to hit the disclaimer, we are not licensed professionals. Mm-hmm. We are just having opinions and, and sharing them with you guys, and hopefully you find value in it. And if not, I mean, thanks for watching. Uh, for those of you who have found value in what we do, please subscribe to the channel um, and check out our Patreon. If you guys are listening on. Um, any of the streaming services for the podcast, there is a ton of content on YouTube that you are missing out on by not being on YouTube. We get one episode of a podcast up. Sometimes we'll do a bonus episode onto the streaming services. Mm-hmm. But on YouTube, we put content up. Almost daily. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. There's a lot. Of, we've got um, between AJ, excuse me, between AJ doing shorts and clips, that's content daily, two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, we have full-length content, 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, hour and a half going up two to three times a week, plus the podcast. And then on our Patreon channel, we have even more content that never makes it to YouTube. So if you guys are really like jonesing for the content, it's there. Um, Patreon has exclusive content. We would prefer you to sign up there because it actually helps us grow mm-hmm. um, what we're doing. It's going to allow us to eventually remodel all of this and get another camera and <clears throat> do the thing, maybe yeah. hire a director to actually mm-hmm. operate the stream deck because we just tried to film this and did not because I can't keep up with pushing the buttons while we're having a conversation and it changed properly. Mm -hmm. So I need to be engaged with you, not worrying about the digital aspect of all of this. So we're going back to the cameras and I'm just going to edit it in premiere. Screw it. Okay. Um, Do you have anything that you want to get into before we start jumping into my nonsense over here? Because today has been a day of nonsense. Has it already? What is it like noon? It is noon. Yep. Well, it's 1230. I'm getting hungry. But, yeah, I mean that's that's the the uh, the normal thing, isn't it? Uh, we get on here and start wanting food yeah. almost every time. <laughs> so TikTok has been telling me today that I need to discuss high value men and women. I'm so clogged. Yeah. Um, I I hate that term. High value. Yeah, because just because you're oh, as a man, just because you're over six foot tall and you make money doesn't mean that you're not a piece of shit human being. Mm -hmm. So making somebody high value or seeing them as a catch because they can provide for you means that you're not looking for a man, you're looking for a daddy, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's a fair thing to say. So all these women who are on the internet talking about how they want a high value man that makes six figures a year, must be over six foot tall and provide the life that they want to live so they can be a stay at home and be a woman of luxury or a kept woman, because those are terms now that are popping up in my feed. Are those really terms? <clears throat> those are terms. I am so sick of the buzzwords. I'm sorry. So we can say kept woman, but I can't say traditional housewife? Right. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Go off, I guess, society. That makes a lot of sense to me. So because I, I had already addressed um, 
I made a TikTok about this, obviously, right? because it was seven o'clock this morning. It was the very first thing I saw and it instantly made me go, I am so sick of this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to be on TikTok today. So I'm, I'm responding to it. So I made a response and the, the video was that um, <clears throat> high value women tell men, you can't handle this. You can't handle me. And the guy's response was, why would I want to handle my woman? Right. If we're in a relationship, I shouldn't have to handle you. So like I listened to the whole thing and dude made very valid points all the way across the board. And then I got on there and did my little stitch and I don't want to handle anything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with my home at all. When I'm done with my day and I have nothing else going on, I want peace and quiet. I'm tired of fighting the world. I'm tired of fighting my demons. I'm tired of fighting the government. I'm tired, you know, I'm tired of fighting everything that I have to deal with as a business owner. And by the government, I meant taxes and accountants and all that bullshit. Right. Um, And in some cases, the health department and and other, you know. Yeah. um, I get sick of that shit. My life, from the moment I wake up till the time I go to bed, almost every single day is a battle of some sort because of the businesses that I run. Yeah. The one place that I want to have peace is in my home. So if I had a high-value woman, based off of the definition of what a high-value woman is according to the internet... That means I get to come home and have to handle a bitch with an attitude. And I don't like using that term. Right. But that's that's the way they are portraying a high-value woman. Just because mm-hmm. she makes money, she can be a see you next Tuesday to her man, and he's supposed to accept it, and he needs to handle her. Right, because she can just leave if he doesn't. Right. And they love saying that. Well, if you don't like it, you can just leave. Yep, bye. I can take care of myself. It's not a... <clears throat> They make it a power struggle. The irony in all of that is that before you got with whoever you were with, they were taking care of themselves too. Right. So you think you're special because you can take care of yourself? Congratulations. You're not a strong, independent woman. It's called being an adult. <laughs> it's being you an, got it. an adult. Good job. I, I don't I don't understand that mindset. Right. <clears throat> Wouldn't you want as if you were if, if our roles were reversed mm-hmm. and you were living the life that I have to live and I was here? And you came home after a stressful day. Wouldn't you want to just have a peaceful evening? Yeah. Like not be combative, not have to deal with conflict, not have to deal with me nagging you. Mm-hmm. Just come in. Hey, how was, how was work, babe? Oh, yeah, you, you closed that deal. Good job. Like, what do you want for dinner? I'm going to go cook. We don't have to have conflict. And, and like, <clears throat> I'm going to take it a step further and say, if I was a stay-at-home husband, that would be super easy for me. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I've done the stay at home thing for a very short amount of time in my life. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to stay at home and, and take care of your house. If you can time management, you get a whole lot of free time. You can take naps. You can scroll TikTok for hours. You can play on social media. You can make thirst traps on Instagram. You can go to the gym. You can go to the grocery store. You can go shopping. You can fucking walk around Hobby Lobby for three hours and still make it home by the time that your man gets home from work or your woman gets home from work in that scenario and, and have a good evening mm-hmm. because time management, it doesn't take much. So... Now that I fucking went there, oh, it's the third F-bomb. I'm really trying not to say the F-word, guys. Um, so when you hear us go, ugh, or whatever, it's because we are actively trying to be better. That's something that we're both working on mm-hmm. because our vernacular should be cleaner. So the original question, and I may have asked it on the last one and not on this one, so I'm just going to reiterate it. Question one of a two-part question on a high-value thing is, if high-value people are assessed only by their money, what makes them high value? Because simply having money doesn't do it. Right. Right. Did I word that right? Did that make sense to you just now? Because I don't think I, I don't think that made sense to me. So your question is, I, I, the way that I'm interpreting your question is outside of money, what else qualifies somebody as being high that, value? That. 
that that was where I was going. I, and, and I don't know what happened with my my brain just then, right. but it did not come out that way. Yeah. But just because you have money doesn't mean that you're not a piece of shit. I, yeah, I said yeah. that a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big deal for me. So if you're a high value woman and you are a good person, it has there's nothing wrong with being a high value woman. If you have a job and the the guy in that video was like, you know, you're you're working on curing cancer and you're making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. You're a high value woman. Go do that job. He's like, you're an F eighteen fighter pilot. Go do your job. Like he said, but men are not going to want to be with you because you're focusing on your career and not focusing on your home. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that statement because there are women out there who make a lot of money who are with men who make a lot of money. Like you can make that household work. You right. just have to plan accordingly to make sure that you have quality time. The intimacy doesn't die. You are able to lean on each other when work gets hard. It's not hard to have a relationship if two people are successful. Now, if the woman is super successful and she dates a, a man who has nothing, how often is that even heard of? Because mm-hmm. women want to date their their tax bracket. They're not trying to date down. They're trying to date up where men don't give a shit. Men are looking at a different you know range for what is a quality mate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so in the event that a woman finds a man who makes less money than her and is physically attracted to her, loves his jokes and personality or whatever it is and decides to be with him and she's um, accepting less than, do you think that that less than man is going to to create a whole bunch of problems in her life? Like she's out making the money. He's going to do the stay-at-home thing. I guarantee you the house is going to be clean. I've had men be pretty upset with me that I made more than them. Yeah? Oh, Yeah. They felt emasculated. They felt like I was taking away their power as a man in the relationship. There are some dudes out there with pretty frail mentalities when it comes to women who make their own. If you ever get to the point where you like win billions or Mm -hmm. like millions in a lottery and we no longer have to deal with the businesses and you are are the the breadwinner in the house and I get to do the stay-at-home thing, Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy the shortest PT shorts I can find. I'm I'm talking like two inch inseam. Like if I'm not wearing underwear, the boys are going to be hanging out the bottom of them, and I'm going to cook and clean in those underwear or those those PT shorts. I will make sure that I do at least two hours of cardio every day while you're at work or doing whatever you do, and I will be the trophy stay at home husband because I've provided my whole life. I'm ready to retire. So in the event that I I you were able to do that for me, I'm 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 good. Like right to clean the house is nothing. I got to do that shit anyway. So like it's not a big deal to just take care of my life. You remember the Tamagotchis? I do. You remember how hard it was to keep those things alive? It's yes. easier to keep us alive than it is to keep those things alive because we're living our life and, and doing what we're doing. So to get with somebody and have your life change a little bit when you've got the habitual pattern of doing everything that you're doing as an adult, mm-hmm. it's really not hard to continue that. I agree. Okay. Uh, the Florida lottery is at 7.5 million. Can I go buy a ticket real quick? I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that would be enough after taxes for us to truly retire. It would definitely help. Okay. Um, I want the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Jim Reaper shorts that I have are, are a little bit too long for your liking. Every time I put them on, you're like, they need to be shorter. Pull them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see the goods that have been placed here for me. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's funny. Um, the second part of that two-part question is what makes you valuable to a high-value person? If, you, um, if you're going to do that, you should do it while I'm talking. I know, but I, I want to make sure you weren't like, going to ask me the question and then stop and be like, okay, your turn. I'm just like... <gasps> <laughs> so <laughs> so for, for those of you women out there who want a high-value man and you, you want the six-foot-tall, $100,000-a-year minimum job and you want to be a kept woman because that's a thing now, um, what are you doing to deserve that? 
because you're not going to just land that man because you expect a man to take care of you and because you believe you're a 10 or you think that you've got the best sex game ever because these are all things that people are saying. And I got to be honest, if if I wasn't married, right, if this wasn't a thing with us and I was out in public and somebody recognized me and knew that I I am a man uh, with money Mm -hmm. and they were to come up to me and be like, I'd be the best sex you'd ever have. I'd be like, no, no, you wouldn't because I'm not sticking my dingling in there. Because I know that you've practiced that sex game a lot with probably a whole bunch of people, and I value my cleanliness. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I also know, um, because of I'm going to just transition right back to that, and we'll come back to this. I said in a previous video that body count doesn't matter. Right. And I said that because for most the average people, I don't think that it does. Uh, <clears throat> people who have had normal relationships most of their life, you know, two, three, five, six, seven years at a time, mm-hmm. they don't have a really high body count. I was talking to AJ yesterday, and he sent me a video of a girl who was in her early 20s who had a 256 body count when she stopped counting. She said she slept with six men in a week. I, I, re, I retract everything that I've said about body counts. It absolutely matters. Like, I, I, as a man, I wouldn't want to put my dingling in that. I don't have a body count like that. The idea of, of being that promiscuous tells me that you don't respect yourself enough to want to, like, why would you want to do that? The only thing that can come to my mind is a sex addict. It has to be because I, uh, go ahead. That, that makes me feel sticky. <laughs> like I bet it made her feel sticky too. Right. Like, but like the feeling my skin's <laughs> getting right now, imagining having sex with six dudes a week in, in a week in a week and every week they're different dudes. Mm-hmm. There's there's you're not, you're not a valuable person at that. At that point, you don't see yourself as anything other than a whole for other people's enjoyment or your own enjoyment, like you don't have self-control. There's no scenario in my mind where I can justify that as mm-hmm. a man. I can't. And and even as like you, we both think that Andrew Tate is nothing more than a WWF wrestler from the eighties giving his intro videos. Right. Yeah. That dude is, <clears throat> we have a very hard time taking him seriously. He makes very valid points at times. He does, but he's a clown. He has definitely found a way to work the internet. And he he's working it. Yeah. Yeah, like a stripper on a pole. He's getting it. Oh, he is. And um everybody they're just Yep. Yeah. And they're either loving him or hating him, but yep. either way, they're paying him. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> in that scenario, I don't agree that every man wants a virgin. I don't. I would never want a virgin. Why would I want a woman that I have to I don't want to say train? Because that, that's a really shitty thing to say, but teach, teach, teach was the word I was looking <laughs> Show for. Show the ropes. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I have enough shit going on in my life that I'm not trying to teach a woman how to be in the bedroom. I want somebody that knows what they want, knows what they like, and we can explore that together and have just one more layer of our life being what it is. You know what I mean? Like that's part of the dating phase is learning somebody, and then when you finally start sleeping with them, it's learning what they like. It's 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 almost um it's almost like a game. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't so that you can maximize your time in the bedroom. Oh, I agree with the virgin statement. I have had sex with a virgin. That is the most awkward situation I have ever been in. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, <coughs> respect to those out there who are kind and patient and <laughs> willing to show the ropes. I am not. So. Yeah, it's not. I'm not, not interested I, in that either. I shouldn't have to, to show you. No, but I, I agree. I wouldn't want to be with a dude who has sex with like 300 women. Right. No. At that point, like even if we're in a serious relationship, I feel like he just views me as another whole. Right. And, and I mean, in that scenario, I would assume that that's the case. Right. And that's one of the <clears throat> arguments that I have against Andrew Tate is that I, I mean, I don't know what would qualify a high or a low body count. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Right. But I, I also know that if you're in your 40 years old to look back and go, okay, 
they've probably slept with 30 to 50 people in their lifetime mm-hmm. over you know their, their lifespan. That's not a high body count when you do math. Um, unless they've been in a relationship with one person the entire time and then they have that body count, then obviously they were super promiscuous before they got with that person or when they left. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different conversation that needs to be had. <clears throat> um, I actually wrote down six dicks in a week on my notepad so that I could make <laughs> sure that I make that point. Yeah, that's... Um, <clears throat> I feel like a lollipop that was like kind of sucked on, but then discarded in a seven 11 bathroom is just collecting dirt. That's how that statement makes me. Oh, feel. I was like, what? Why do you feel that way? <laughs> yeah. Makes me feel sticky. Um, so on my back to the original question, cause that we just derailed. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part of that, the two part question is what makes you valuable to a high value person? The, the 2.5 part of that question is what are your goals? Because that's very relevant to a high value person. If mm-hmm. if when we started dating, you were working full time, right? You were actually working at one of my businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew what your goals were. I knew where you wanted to go. I knew that you had potential on your own without me to to do very well for yourself financially in the next two or three years mm-hmm. if you would have continued on the path that you were at. So me knowing that you had goals and aspirations and wants and like you were not just dreaming and talking about. I just want to be a kept woman. I just want to be a stay-at-home wife. That was never a conversation. We no, didn't have that conversation until we were together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to just support someone. If I wanted to do that, I would buy a dog or I'd have more kids. Like, I'm not, I don't want to do that. I want an, an equal. I want somebody that's willing to grind and hustle and, and do the work with me so that <clears throat> 10 years from now, 15 years from now, I'm not where I am. Mm-hmm. I want to level up exponentially. I want to, I want to continue that growth. Am I going to, am I going to be like a multimillionaire who gets to just lounge around and, and go out on boats and travel all over the world? Probably not. That's probably not in the cards for me, but I live very, very comfortably now. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to worry about anything when it comes to finances. Everything is always paid. Even when there's hurricanes and there's financial disaster, I'm still able to make things work. We live, we live very comfortably. Mm-hmm. But had I met you and your goal in life was to be a kept woman, I would have never talked to you. That would have been the end of the discussion. You would have been an employee forever. Like mm-hmm. I would have never had an interest in you, no matter how dope your personality is. Um, you know, I overlooked the fact that you had kids, young kids, and I didn't want to be a dad again like that. My, my kids are grown. I'm a grandfather now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't want to do that ever again. But I was able to overlook that because of your personality, because of your goals, your aspirations, your work ethic. There was a lot of things that that cater to the hustler in me, and then there was a lot of things that catered to the man in me because I am I am a very um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm an optimistic person, but I'm not really optimistic. I expect the worst and add up everything, but because I look for silver linings and turn problems into opportunities, I believe I'm optimistic because I know that I can turn a negative into a positive. It's not the right terminology. It, mm-hmm. I'm very much pessimistic because I am always expecting the worst. Right. But because I am so negative and you are so positive, we we have an even keel. Mm-hmm. So on days where I'm really down, you're able to pull that up a little bit. And I'm like, all right, I got, I got balance now. Um, <clears throat> because if you were a negative person all the time and I was having to put out fires and, and fight my demons and deal with the shit that I deal with on top of you bringing negativity to me, there's no, there's no desire there. There's right. no want. Like you're not bringing <clears throat> any value at all into what I already have. Mm-hmm. So that made the point I was trying to make. But for those of you who are seeking high-value people, what are your goals? How are you going to land a high-value person based off the internet's definition of what a high-value person is? God, I hate that term so much. Um, 
Because in my opinion, what makes a high value person is integrity, mm-hmm. quality of character, good morals, right? Looking after people, following God. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that I look at when I look at somebody of quality that, that appeals to me. Um, the way that somebody treats their family or the way that somebody treats servers at a restaurant. Like there's a lot that goes into what I view as a high value person. Mm-hmm. And it's why our, our social circle is so small. I have cut more people out of my life in the last 10 years than, than probably most people will ever do in a lifetime because I see what people are doing. And if you're not willing to walk a straight line, I don't want you around. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sin free. I, I have done a lot of foul shit. A lot. And I'm working on being better and making better decisions and trying to be a better person, but that doesn't negate my past. I own that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't want people in my circle that are, are not going to help me level. I guess that's really all I have to say about that because otherwise I'm going a, I'm to a just keep going in circles yeah. because I, I'm passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to talk about in this scenario? Because I have been talking. <laughs> high value people don't say that they're high value people. They just look for others who have the same mentality as them, the same work ethic, work ethic and discipline and willingness to get shit done. Right. When you're high value, you don't go out to the streets and say, who, the, who else is high value? You see it. Right. People's actions, people's behaviors, the way they conduct themselves. It, it's, it's just a phrase. It really is just a phrase. I truly believe that this entire thing is a narrative set to divide people even further than we already are. Mm. I've heard women say, I'm a high value woman. And yeah. Will you move your microphone that way a little bit? Dope. Because it was like this. Yeah, I was hiding my face. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. People want to see your face. You. <laughs> <laughs> you want to rephrase that? Miss, we don't negative self-talk. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he got me at my own game. I like my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really cute nose. Oh, man. I think my lips are pretty okay. I have nice teeth. (laughs) My eyebrows are nice, even though you can't see them under my bangs. They're there. I turned it around. (laughs) I'll I'll take it. I can't get over the kept woman phrase. Yeah, I can't either. That makes me so infuriated is not even word. It's exasperated. Like you're really (laughs) going to sit here and tell me that I'm a slave because I call myself a traditional woman, but you want to call yourself a kept woman. You want to be a kept yep. woman. The Get other one, the here. other one was a woman of, of, of leisure. I think she said, no, uh, <clears throat> was, I think that might've been the term. I, I don't remember, but basically it was the same thing. And the woman that was making the point was like, if I was there while he was struggling and helping him financially and, and like helping him level, mm-hmm. then when he gets there, I want to be kept. I don't want to have to work anymore. He should be able to support me if he's making the money to do it and blah, 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 blah. I understand that to an extent, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to do housework. She wants to have a maid. She doesn't want to have to lift a finger ever. So she wants to be lazy. She wants to just live a luxurious, a luxurious life while he does everything for the rest of his life. And just because you do something for a few years while a man is trying to level up or a woman is trying to level up right. doesn't entitle you to a lifetime of luxury while he's still grinding Mm-mm. because men don't get to take that break. We don't. Right. If, if we have if we have the bills, the bills don't get. We don't get a break on that. The bills got to get paid, so we have to continue working, continue grinding, continue trying to make deals and level up because those bills have to get paid. You guys want to as as stay at home wife. If you want to sit down on the couch for forty five minutes and take a nap, you can do that. Men mm-hmm. don't get to do that when they go to work. A blue collar man's not taking a nap unless he's sleeping on his lunch break. Right. And if he's sleeping on his lunch break, it means he's not eating lunch. Um. 
there's a lot that goes into that. And like, I, I am an advocate for stay at home moms, stay at home wives. <clears throat> I like the idea of having a woman in the house, especially when there's kids involved. That means a lot to me. I think it's a valuable thing. And if you want to look at it purely on a return on investment, it's an asset to have a woman do those things. But you can't make it sound like it's the hardest job on the planet and expect some sort of sympathy because when a man is doing it and a man is the stay at home, you want to be like, oh, he's a lazy piece of shit. All he does is stay home and takes care of the house. So now all of a sudden it's not, it's not good enough, but it's good enough when you're doing it. And those are also arguments we see on TikTok. Because feminism is not about equal white rights. Right. Whites. It's not about equal whites. <laughs> it's about privilege. Right. <sighs> We're going to trigger a whole lot of people on this one. Let me know how it triggered you in the comments. I love it. <clears throat> All right. Do you want to get into some emails? Do you want to? Was that your last thing? The, I mean, those. I have other things that I want to talk about, but I don't want to have that conversation because when we have the reaction videos, I'm going to talk about a lot of it. Okay. So this one is from almost a month ago. We receive a lot of emails, guys. So if you've been waiting a month for us to hit your topic, I apologize. It will get read faster if you're in Patreon. That is true. Hi, Chris and Chris. I married my high school sweetheart in 2011 and became a traditional wife. We divorced in 2016, though. We were amazing co-parents. We were told a lot that we seemed like we were together, how well with how well we co-parent, and we both still love each other. I've seen traditional values as controlling, so the protection aspect of walking up and downstairs, elevators, side of the street, him sleeping closer to the, tor to the door, etc., to me, was something that I was misled to think as was controlling or manipulation by a therapist whom I later learned didn't have my best interests in mind. Are we pausing there? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm kind of blown away. <laughs> right. Is this a licensed therapist? Who I'm sure it was because people have an agenda and when they have a belief system and they're forcing that belief system on somebody, it, it's a problem. It's no different than what we're seeing in the schools right now with some of the teachers. It's no different than what we're seeing in the church with a lot of, of, of preachers. Like, right, yeah. We give unbiased opinions. Right. We, you guys send us emails. We read what you put in front of us and we give you an opinion on what we think is morally right or morally wrong. Right. There are people out there who are licensed who went to school for this shit and they're still trying to feed an agenda to them. Yep. I hate it here. <laughs> uh, you know, it, when it comes down to it, there's nothing controlling about any of that. When you look at it purely from a I want to keep her safe standpoint, right? how is that a controlling scenario? Like, I don't even understand how that can be viewed as a controlling scenario. You know what I would view as a controlling scenario? Let's say that you get into a traditional relationship mm -hmm. and the woman is still working a full-time job and writing over her check to the man and is not allowed to see the books. You That's can't, controlling. You can't see the bank mm -hmm. account. You can't, you, you can't do anything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... No money unless you ask, and then I'm going to ask what for, and I'm going to I'm going to determine whether or not that's an acceptable thing for you to spend my money on, because that that's a controlling situation. Because that in that scenario, you're giving your paycheck to a man mm -hmm. who is financially controlling you and keeping you um, held it, hostage. I, I was going to say that, but I, I somebody else used that term today, and it made me roll my eyes. Um, they said a financial hostage, and and and. I, I fucking hate Bud's words so much. That's my fourth F-bomb. But yes, that's exactly what it is. So that's a controlling scenario. Mm -hmm. Making sure that you're walking on the opposite side of, of traffic. Are you kidding me? How in any way, shape, or form is that a controlling scenario? Or a man opening the door out of politeness, 
How is that viewed as, let me give you permission to walk in this building? I can't believe people actually think that. I've had women tell me, I don't I need don't. your permission to walk through that door. And I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, and then I'll God. close the door and hold it shut. How does it feel <laughs> being that miserable in life? Right. Like, how great are things for you right now? I really want to know. If you genuinely think when a man holds a door open for you in a public area is giving you permission to enter the building, just let me know how things are going right. for you. Send me an email. Well, when you hold the door shut and they're not physically strong enough to overpower you to open the door and you let go of it for them to walk in, that's mm -hmm. you giving them permission to enter the building. Right. And I made that point after I was told that they didn't need my permission. I held the door shut. Mm -hmm. A good 15, 20 seconds. And I opened the door and I'm like, oh, you got the door open? Yeah, now you have my permission to enter the building. They didn't like that shit. No, of course not. <clears throat> if you're going to be an you, asshole, I'm going to be an asshole. Right. So today, 12-27-2022, I actually apologized to him for the cruel things I said and called him for his behavior. We've both grown a lot. However, the issue I have with getting back together is he's secretive. It would start a fight if I even touched his phone to look at the time. I didn't have actual proof he cheated in the marriage. However, issues after we divorced makes me strong believe he did. I had his first girlfriend after the divorce send me a message on Facebook telling me everything I did wrong and he's still close with friends with her today. He still does the phone thing. It's not like I, it's not like I want to snoop or be nosy. I just think it's suspicious he's so guarded over it. Can, can we pause? Because there, I don't want to forget what you had just said. Okay. She said that when they, when they separated, mm. his female friend... No, his first girlfriend. Okay, for, that's even worse. Yeah. That's even worse. Mm -hmm. His first girlfriend messaged her on Facebook to tell her everything that she did wrong. Yeah. One, why is that any of her business? Yeah, why is he saying anything? Two, like, why is he telling her your personal life if you guys were together? If you mm -hmm. guys were not together, if he told her all that shit after you separated, it's free game. He has the right to talk to whoever he wants to about whatever he wants yeah, to because he's no longer... Okay. So that changes it. I missed that part. Okay. I had his first girlfriend after the divorce send me a message on Facebook telling me everything I did wrong, and he's still close friends with her today. Yeah. That would still be a problem for me, especially if they're trying to work it out because I know he's telling her our life. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, and if she's got an opinion or she's still interested in any way, shape, or form, she's going to feed that negativity bias. Well, right. you know, she should be doing this, and she should be doing that. Um, I, I don't know if I heard the divorce or my brain just didn't register it right away, but mm -hmm. I still have a problem with that. I have a problem with it too. <clears throat> There's, it, it speaks a lot when, now this is two-sided. He could have told her everything he did wrong in the relationship and she made the choice to go and message her anyway and say, you fucked up. This is what you did. Oh, I keep saying the F yeah. word. No, you're not wrong. S but it, but if, what is the reality of him doing that? What are the, um, the, the, chances right. what are the chances of him actually doing that because that's that's accountability if right. you're like i did this 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 and this th that's a whole different conversation like right <sighs> it, it it's definitely says a lot on his behalf of how his character is yeah i used to be that person where i'd break up with somebody and i'd tell all my friends this is what they did wrong in the relationship yeah after my kid's dad and i split up that's when i really sat down and i was like okay how did i mess this up yeah and that was the first time I've ever taken accountability on a relationship ending. And even when I got with you and we would have conversations about my past, I still take accountability for situations where say like my ex-boyfriend or my ex-husband did something wrong. I still take accountability in that situation. Right. That was one of the reasons that we advanced the way that we did because mm -hmm. I was doing the same thing. And like, it's refreshing because when you go on a date with somebody and you ask them about their exes, 
nine times out of 10, they're going to bash the shit out of them. Right. You may get that one person out of 10 that's like, yeah, I'm cool with a lot of my exes, and that's the end of it, and mm-hmm. good for them. But to have somebody that actually admits like, you know, this is what happened in our relationship and I could have done this better. Mm-hmm. I messed up here. I missed I messed up there. Instead of throwing all the blame on somebody else, that goes a long way. It shows you that this person actually gives a shit about quality of life and improving and not rehashing the same cycle over and over and over again. Because right. if you constantly blame somebody for all your bullshit, you are going to live that bullshit over and over and over again because you are not willing to change. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And I, I don't know how I feel about him being so secretive over his phone. You're pretty hot. Me? Yep. Physically, emotionally, <laughs> seriously. Like, just the, th- the thought of all of this and the, the thought of the conversations that we had while courting, yeah. it does it for me. It, that, that is one of the most sexy things somebody can do is just own their shit. Be accountable. Be right. like, okay, I, I sucked two years ago. Mm-hmm. I am really trying to be better than I was yesterday. I love that. <laughs> I, I really do. I can't even like, I don't know. I want to get passionate and I mean, boss around, but I don't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I get the energy of it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I feel so appreciated by you. Thank you for acknowledging the work I put into myself. I see it. I see it every day. Yeah. That makes me feel good. I see it on the days that you're depressed. I see it on the days that I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. I see it when I'm having borderline episodes. Like, you know how easy it would be for you to just be like, you need to go get on meds. You need to go see a therapist. You need to go to a doctor. This is unacceptable. Instead of actually talking to me and helping me work through my bullshit, like, I see it. I yeah. see what you do. So it's appreciated, I guess, is really what I should have said. Just calling you hot doesn't do it. I could have called you beautiful, <laughs> but appreciated is probably the right term. Yeah. You yeah. are beautiful, though. You're my favorite. <laughs> you make me cry in the podcast. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I still love him as much as I did in high school, but I've tried having a, my phone, but I tried having a conversation multiple times leading in by asking why not accusing he feels the need to be so secretive. The answer I always get is my phone. It's my business, not yours. He asks all the time to get back saying he'll drop everything, but I just can't do it again. Also, he is always on it, not phone calls, but texting or games, even if he's watching a movie with me and the kids. He refuses to put it down no matter what. I'm torn because I love him and we are great together, but just this obstacle. Also, thank you for showing me that what he was doing wasn't controlling, but it was protection. I'm glad that she acknowledged that. <clears throat> um, men won't go in a woman's purse, a woman's purse, mm-hmm. right? It's yours. If you were like, I need my wallet, I would bring you, I would, I would walk across the house and grab your purse and walk that bitch all the way back over to you mm-hmm. and hand you your wallet or your purse so you can get whatever you needed out of it and then go put it back. I'm not digging in your purse unless I'm going for your car keys and I can see the strap because then I can just right. crane it out of your purse. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that was instilled in me as a kid because my mom used to always tell me you don't ever go in a woman's purse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why she ever told me. I never asked. I don't I don't care. It's a, a woman's bag. Like, I don't give a right. shit what's in it. I wouldn't expect you to ever go through my backpack. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a weird thing to do. <clears throat> I understand being addicted to the phone because I have mine with me everywhere I go. I take it to the bathroom. Mm-hmm but I'm also addicted to playing Age of Origins and like I can't help myself. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I'm, I'm on TikTok. When was the last time you went to the bathroom without your phone and realized that there was nothing to stare at so you just stare at the wall? That is the most boring poop you will ever experience in your life. I actually went to the kids' restroom the other day and I left my phone. I was like, great, now I have to read the shampoo bottle. Yeah. 
You know, we used to, that was never a thing until cell phones. We used to be so in and just okay with in there pooping in peace. Oh, no, I would take a book with me. Newspapers or books. Yeah. Yeah. I would read. (laughs) So maybe we need to put a bookshelf in the bathroom. You know, we've got that weird gap between the toilet and the wall. I love that idea. We could put a bookshelf in there and just load that bitch up with books. Let's do it. Yeah. Should do that for the kids too. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I would still take my phone in there. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm addicted to that stupid game. Let's spend a lot of money so I won't use it. <laughs> I would still read it. I just, you know, I would have to like set my game up to go and, and raid and do shit while I read. I, I can't help it. I've actually spent money on that game. Like, who does that? I mean, obviously I do that, but how much have you spent? Um, over the last two months, probably like 150 bucks. Last time you told me it was, it was like 40. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. I can't help it. Wow. I, I, I it's pay to win and I'm hooked. They, they they got me hook, line, and sinker. I'm going to start asking for money for frivolous things. I, you got money. <laughs> did you check your bank account today? Uh, yeah, I did. And it was not... It hadn't changed. Oh, really? Yeah, when I checked it this morning at check. like 7.30. Yeah, well, it's because I was in bed still. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... I, I understand... The playing the game phone addiction, right? But I don't understand not letting you see it. Mm-hmm. We have we have an understanding. If you ever really feel the need to dig through the phone, there's a trust issue. That's mm-hmm. a problem, right? And that needs to be addressed. Right. It's not getting fixed by me going through your phone. Right. And that's that's where that conversation would be had. If mm-hmm. you don't trust me anymore, I don't want to be here. Like I don't want to have a, a trustless foundation because this bitch is going to collapse. Right. But if you're like, I need to look at what Ben Shapiro posted yesterday. My phone's in the bedroom. Let me see your phone real quick. I'm going to give you my phone. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to hide. Um, but if you were like, let me see your phone. And I'm like, how come? And you're like, I just want to dig through your Facebook. I'd be like, okay, wait a minute. We're going to have a conversation now right. because now you're telling me you don't trust me. Here's the phone. Just know that we're about to have a big problem because I know you don't trust me anymore. Um, but I also let you answer my phone. I let you check my text messages. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm also not interested in going through your phone. Uh, yeah. Why would you want to set yourself up for, right. for a potential heartbreak? Because when you go looking for something, something that normally wouldn't be a thing is going to be a thing. Oh yeah. No, I broke my own heart going through a man's phone. I, I would never do that again. Yeah. Fuck that. I should have just trusted my gut. I keep saying the F word. Yeah. You are, you're on a roll with the F word. Maybe need some God's word today. <laughs> There's <coughs> no way I've said it more than you have. No, you have. Really? Yeah. I actually were probably on par. Because it slipped a couple of times today. My mom actually texted me yesterday and said, thank you. I, you guys are really trying to not use the F word and I can see it. She goes, but it shouldn't bother me. So it's a me thing. You can say it as much as you want. And I was like, I had to explain to her the way the algorithm works on YouTube. Right. If we excessively use it, it'll demonetize us. Yeah. So there's a twofold reason for us not wanting mm-hmm. to do it. For me, I just don't want to be that guy that uses the F bomb as a comma. Right. I want it to be impactful when I say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I talked like I was on The Sopranos for a very long time when it comes to the F word. It was every other sentence. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm trying to be better. Um, so where I was going, I, I already had suspicions that he was cheating on me. Mm-hmm. Things weren't adding up. He was coming home late. He was going. There were long periods of time where he wouldn't tell me where he was. And it, it's now looking back, me going through his phone, I would have told myself, why do you want to know the details? Right. You know, you already have your suspicions. I've had people telling me that like, hey, he's kind of like he's messing around on you. I should have just left. Yeah. I had this compulsion that I needed to know what was happening, though. And I broke my own heart. I think that's pretty common. You know, it, I, I, there's a chick on Facebook on my friends list having this whole rant 
Like, I need you to tell me why you did it. What did you do? How long has it been going on? What's her name? How were you guys having sex? Like, I need positions. And I'm like, why? Why do you need to know all that information? You know he cheated. Right. Why do you want to know? All it's going to do is hurt you. Right. You know, people claim that once they get cheated on, they're broken. So pick up the pieces, glue yourself back together, and be happy. Heal yourself. You can't change that he did it. You can't change him as a human being. All you can do is change how you're going to view the situation. Sorry. No, just the whole going through the phone thing. Like you said, that's there's trust issues. That's the problem. The problem isn't you want to go through his phone. The problem is you don't trust him. So when it comes down to it, the whole cell phone thing, Mm. um, if he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat. There's nothing that you can say or do about that. Mm -hmm. And the reason that people cheat could be a variation of things. It could just be that they want more attention than what they're getting. It could be that they have such low self-esteem that when somebody shows them attention, they don't know how to act Mm -hmm. and they act on it. There's a plethora of reasons for people cheating. Right. Not reasons, but excuses that they will give. It, it is a reason. To them, right. it could be the reason that they cheated. And it may be an excuse to the person that's listening. Yeah. But it is the way that they, the reason they saw that mm-hmm. they did what they did. And the other side of that is that you can take accountability and be like, okay, what could I have done to have prevented this if I knew he did, wasn't getting the attention he needed? Or right. um, if he's one of those people who is constantly in need of X, Y, Z. Are you are you working on giving him that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Does that excuse his behavior? Absolutely not. I'm only bringing that up because every opportunity that you live through is a, an opportunity to grow and be better from it. Right. Okay. I don't have anything else on this email. I don't. I don't think that she should be trying to get back with him. I understand that they're high school sweethearts, but sometimes it's time to walk away from a situation. Yeah, I, I wouldn't try again. Saying saying he's willing to drop everything to come back, but won't let you. See, but like is being super secretive of his phone. Yeah, that's not dropping everything. Mm-mm. That's that's a, a condition. That's stipulations. Right. Yep. So the next email is titled Revelation. This person says, "I'm not a religious person, but I am spiritual. I believe that people, events, and information show up in our lives at key times." If we are open to receiving it, it will be life-changing. I was scrolling through TikTok a while back and I caught a video of Inked Goddess 19 and I had no idea what it was about to impress upon my life. I'm a 41-year-old woman who grew up with another with a mother who came out of the bra-burning generation. Can we pause for a second? Mm. Your, your TikTok, that's your backup account. Oh, that is my backup account. Yep. So my active account right now is Inked underscore Goddess 13. Right. That might have been a typo. Or, or she actually saw your backup account. Well, I only have one video posted on my backup account. Uh, yeah, I think I only have one or two on yeah. mine too. In my childhood, <laughs> she was a woman full of fiery anxiety and powerful masculine energy derived from a lifetime of unhealed trauma and pain. She was a take charge and get it done yourself kind of person. A woman after two failed marriages and the death of a third spouse constantly preached to me to never allow a man to take care of you because you will only end up being disappointed or abandoned. Way to really just instill all that hate. (sighs) I watched my mother suffer and working through her own demons and traumas that were slow to heal. She divorced my dad and married a nightmare. She left him after 13 years and remarried again, only to have her third spouse pass away. Her anger and bitterness was palpable. My heart broke for her. I never saw a healthy relationship or marriage growing up. Therefore, the motto became better be completely independent, hardened and alone than to soften and allow yourself to be loved and cared for to avoid the pain and disappointment and loss. That's awful. It is. So I've either read this email and I was the one that, that received it or we've done this before. 
Have we done this before? I, I don't know. Does that sound familiar to you? We've done so much of this and I've read most of these that like I, I'm so lost. <laughs> I mean, there is a response to it. Yeah. Would, is it me that responded or was it yours? I, it had to have been me. That's probably why it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's you that responded okay. because I don't do the indents for paragraphs and whatnot. No. No, I just... I try to be correct. I try to mask the fact that I dropped out of school in middle school <laughs> so that people don't think that I'm a total dummy. I, I do. I We might have read this. Yeah. Oh, no. Do we stop or do we keep going? I, at this point, we're committed. Okay. Let's just run with it. Don't, right. You guys get an unbiased second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if it'll match the first opinion we gave. Skip ahead a few years. I married young, had children, started to build a life. I tried doing the all I tried doing all the right things, building a career, being a mom, trying to be a good wife. <clears throat> the marriage fell apart after several years and I was left heartbroken and completely shattered. The voice of my mother seeped in. This is what I was warning you about. Ooh, I want to know what the issues were in the marriage though. Were right. there issues before you got married? I wonder if there was a bias going into the marriage of what the right. man is supposed to do and what the man is. The pain was immense. I built a barrier around my heart, my emotions, and my soul. I had to protect myself from the pain just like she did. She was right. I remarried. We have been married 14 years this July. We blended our children together 14 years ago. He having two daughters and me two sons. Talk about life altering. At the time, we had four children under the age of three. And currently, we have four teenagers. I don't envy you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much puberty and hormones and... Yep. But Figuring the, out emotions. But those girls now have somebody to protect them at school. That is true. Our marriage has been good, but extremely difficult more times than I would like to admit. There has been a repetitive cycle of frustration, arguing year after year. We are becoming emotionally bankrupt. From my perspective, our marriage was beginning to feel more like something we were just trying to survive rather than growing in. Ooh. That makes me sad. Yeah, that, that sucks. That actually is not a pleasant thing to hear. That is not... As of recently, about three months, about the last three months, the world has been throwing things in my face left and right, trying to get me to see the lesson. Mm -hmm. I started with a video that was sent to me from a woman defending men. She spoke of the struggles of being a man in today's world and how no one seems to care or see how incredibly difficult and thankless it can be. I agree with all of that. I'm willing to bet that was you. It could have been. <laughs> it angered me. I was irritated that once again, a man is a man is complaining about how bad they have it. Gross thinking, I know. Oh, I'm so glad she acknowledges it. <laughs> you know, just real quick, something to think about. Mm -hmm. I understand that everyone has struggles, right? Everybody has it hard. So just because a man mm -hmm. or a woman in an individual scenario, because not everyone that's male or female has the same struggles. Right. So to say that one person struggles somehow negates the fact that the other person has struggles is bullshit. It is. When you realize that everyone is going through something, mm -hmm. it changes the way that you approach people. Yeah. I also want to point out that she just said the whole universe thing and, and like things are coming at her so that she could see the light. Mm -hmm. um, it, You guys, for those of you who feel that way, like the universe is trying to tell you something, please subscribe to our Patreon channel. I agree. We we had a, a hour and 20 minute conversation about our religion and our walk with God and everything that's going on. And I think that that would be a value to some of you. Mm -hmm. um, if not, it would at least help you understand what we talk about a little bit better. But you're going to have those things placed in front of you until you get it right. Mm -hmm. And you're going to keep running into the same obstacles until you figure out how to navigate that's it. it. Man, I love it when you say things I say. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I got really curious about my visceral reaction. Why did it upset me so much? Was she right and I just didn't want to admit it? Yes, she was. And I don't like being wrong. Your podcasts and TikToks were the final verification for me. I wish everybody would just take a, a step back and be like, why does that bother me so mm-hmm. much? You, you notice the, <sighs> the, have you noticed the, um, the ongoing theme of the emails that we get? That were like the last validation. It's always people being triggered and they're like, why is this bothering me? And then they email us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for triggering me. Like, That's why I get so excited when I trigger people. Like, tell me why I triggered you. How did I trigger you? Let's go in depth. You need to get a little notepad. Yeah. When you ask that question. That's a really good idea. Lick the pencil. (laughs) My husband is an incredible man, an incredibly patient man, a man of action, a man of his word. A man from the very beginning stepped into the role as a father for my boys and his girls wholeheartedly. He stepped in when my life was an absolute mess. Since day one, he said, I've got you. I will take care of you. And what did I do? I put him through the ringer, trying to work through my mental garbage. My masculine energy was constantly challenging his masculine energy over and over and over. Y'all need to realize that is a thing. Mm -hmm. When a woman is in her masculine, masculine, why do I keep saying that wrong? Masculine. Masculine? Masculine. 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 Why do I like that version? Why do I like that version better? (laughs) I'm putting like the italics on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. When a woman is in her fem and when a woman is in her masculine energy. Whether you'd like to admit it or not, you will be constantly challenging your man. A lot of issues can be solved in your relationship if you just take a step back and allow him to be a man. (laughs) Before you got with your man, he lived his whole life by himself. People learn by making mistakes. So I listened to The Surrendered Wife the other day. (laughs) And I've had to listen to that like four times now. I'm like five hours deep into this. And it's only an an hour. hour How crazy is it that we hear things that we learn things differently? We've talked yeah. about this in Patreon too. I can't, I can't retain by reading. Mm-hmm. I have to hear it. If I hear something once, game on. If I have to read it, it's over and over and over again. Yeah. And you're the exact opposite. I am. So I think what needs to happen is when we get books, you just need to read it out loud. Yeah. And that way you'll get it the first time and I'll get it audibly and we'll, we'll be golden. That's perfect. Right? I love that. Your book will actually be here today. I ordered you a copy of it. It'll be oh, here at yay. some point. Yeah. <laughs> I can read it once and retain it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good book. There's a lot of value in that book. Right. But she was saying that <clears throat> your husband is going to make mistakes. He's a human being. But if he is a good man and he wants to be better, he's going to learn from that mistake. And he's going to change course. She gave an example of dad's going to let the kids run around on the asphalt and they're going to get hurt and they're going to bleed and whatever. And then he's going to buy them knee pads. Yep. It's not hard. He was, he's a man. He survived before you. He, he has the best interest for your family. He's going to make you guys survive. Like take a step back. It's okay. If if he's a good man, he's not going to let you fall. That's it. That's it. She also said in that book that, um, Marriage is like ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. If you let somebody lead and somebody follows, you're going to be successful at dancing. But if yeah. you both try to lead, you're going to step on each other's feet the entire time that you're dancing. Mm-hmm. I, for so long, was fearful. Fearful. I was afraid to let him love me. I was afraid to believe and trust that I would be taken care of. It's almost like I just said that. Why would you get married then? That's a really good question. 
Why would you marry somebody you didn't have faith in to be able to love you? Right. That's crazy. I can't believe people do that. I did that. Yeah. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> uh, Mind blown. I love my self-grow journey. Like, <laughs> it's ever evolving. I'm learning more about myself every day and I'm just... I hate being a human being, but I'm enjoying my journey so far. <laughs> I was afraid to be soft. I was afraid to trust. He, was, he has stayed steadfast with a promise through his words and actions regardless of my heartlessness and fight. I lived in pain of fear. I lived in fear of pain. I'm just going through it today. You my, are. My dyslexia is kicking in. I can't say shit right. I lived in fear of pain, of loss, and of, a, and of abandonment. And I took that out on a man who has proven himself over and over again in the last 14 years. He did not deserve that. I have loved him from an arm's length. Good for him for staying. Mm -hmm. I, I'm almost positive we've done this. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with doing it again. Yeah. Uh, you know, so um, Craig said that we are, um, from episode four to episode six, are very different people. Oh, yeah? We've gotten a lot more comfortable in the conversation that we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very um, okay with saying, like, this is not a good thing. Right. Whereas before we were trying to dance around that. Um, but if we did do this before, if you were to, to find it and compare them, I guarantee you this one's going to be different than the first time we did it. Right, because I feel like we're just more... Evolved. Evolved and openly saying our opinion. Yep. It says <laughs> a lot for somebody to stick around for 14 years while... They know. They have to know that mm -hmm. you're you're loving them from a distance. Right. That's not a good feeling. Why would I, I mean that sucks? Yeah. That would suck to be on the receiving end of that. I wouldn't be able to do that. Not 14 years. Yeah. The world we currently live in has been so tainted with modern feministic jargon. Who preach? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> she said it. I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Modern feministic jargon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could do that and put it on Patreon. <laughs> Can I get that on a shirt? We could. I would love that. I want it to be hot pink with the white writing. Yeah. Yeah. A hot pink t-shirt? Yeah. No, I wouldn't wear that. I would wear a white shirt with pink writing. You on. would or, wear that? I, yeah. Why not? Okay. Let's do it in black. <laughs> <laughs> we are praised for being a boss bitch from other women and we are shamed or called lazy if we want to stay, if we want to be a stay at home wife or mother. Wasn't feminism about equality and everybody it living was. the life that they wanted to live mm -hmm. instead of being told what is acceptable? Right. Crazy how that works. But now we're back to you have to do what we're being told is acceptable or right. we're going to judge you. Yeah. Uh, women supporting women. I'm yeah. having fun, guys. <laughs> uh, you're so sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's their whole bullshit is women supporting women. Yeah. But you want to call me a slave because I, I'm happy as a stay at home wife. Only if you agree. Right. Yeah. Get in line. Sheep. But in my mind, the way that I show my feminism is if you want to be a boss bitch and live your life and make your bag, that's dope. If you are happy and your family is happy, if you have one, your man's happy, like every aspect of your life is taken care of and it's all being watered. Great. If you're in a bad situation, I'm going to tell you you're in a bad situation, but I'm not going to hate you for it. Right. I concur, nurse. I'm not going to judge you because you want to work your whole life and make your own bag and you never want to trust anybody. Okay. 
if you're happy, dope. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're a bad woman because of that. That right. makes me angry. <laughs> also, we are being praised for being a boss bitch from other women. I'm pretty sure you sent me a TikTok about Beyonce. Yeah, <laughs> I did actually. You did. And I was like, damn, he's right. Mm -hmm. Because that man was saying Beyonce is feeding you to be a boss bitch. And if your man cheats on you, leave him and you can do everything on your own. You don't need no man. Yeah. Until Jay-Z cheated on her. And, and she, she stayed. stayed. Yeah. Well, she also in, in, inherited um, or uh, increased her net worth a lot when she married him. Right. So. So she's telling you all to do this, but she didn't do it herself. Exactly. Because she knows if she leaves, her whole life is going to change. Her yep. money's going to be different. The narrative matters. And y'all just buy into it. You know, I didn't know that Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce until like two years ago. Yeah. That's, that's how I keep up on all of this shit. I, I didn't know until like a week ago when I saw that TikTok. Yeah. And then I had to Google it. I don't <laughs> give a shit about celebrities. I really don't. People feed. They literally, it, it's like, it's a trough. Yeah. And we're all the pigs. And you're just feeding from this trough. Whatever social media gives you, you're eating it. You're taking it in. You're absorbing it as nutrients. And you're, that's what your perception of reality is. <sighs> I have zero patience for any of that shit. Did you ever read Animal Farm? No. No? I'm pretty sure it's called Animal Farm. Um, so all of these farm animals, the family moves out. The family dies, whatever. There's no more humans dictating how the farm is being ran. So the animals start running it for themselves. And eventually the pigs become royalty and they get to live in the house because they're making the decisions for all the other farm animals. So all these pigs start living in luxury while all the other animals, like they're creating fights among themselves. They're like, oh, you know, the cow said this about the chicken and all this other shit. It, it sounds really stupid saying it, it out loud. It doesn't. It sounds like society. But that's literally what we're doing now. We have all of these people who are feeding us bullshit mm -hmm. and we're accepting it because they have money. Just eating that and shit And they up. have influence yep. and they're rich. Yep. You know, I this is off topic. Well, it's kind of off topic. Um, <clears throat> I So I, I I am a libertarian that leaves con leans conservative on a lot of things financial. Uh -huh. So I follow a lot of conservatives because they talk about financial independence and things like that. And so one of the people that I follow is Glenn Beck. Mm -hmm. oh, and, yes. it, you know, I, I he's also a historian. Mm -hmm. Like, he's very into history. So, like, I got a lot of his books about, you know, uh, George Washington and, and about the way America was, you know, ran back in the day. Um, he made a, a, a TikTok or a video where somebody made a TikTok that said that Apple's coming out with a new VR system that tracks your eye movements so that you can use your eyes to navigate what you want to do. If you want to open something, you look left corner, it'll open a menu, and everything is done with either your fingertips or the way that you move your eyes. And it said that within one month of you using this VR headset, it can tell everything about you, literally everything. It can tell you whether or not you know gunsmithing or if you're an arms expert because whenever a gun photo pops up, the first thing that anybody that knows firearms does looks to see where the index finger is, whether it's on the trigger well or if mm -hmm. it's out. Um, for trigger, you know, uh, trigger discipline. Um, so it said it would do that. And he like got into like, it would let you know whether or not you have gay tendencies. And like, he really got into like what it would do if they had that for one month. And he goes, now imagine that somebody that used to work for NSA now works at Apple and the government needs something. So they call that guy that used to work for the NSA. Is that really going to be that secure? Or is the guy that used to work for the NSA just going to hand over the information that they need? And now they have unfettered access to the way our brains work. I'm uncomfortable. <clears throat> so in the event that they need everybody to fall in line for, let's say, a pandemic, 
They need everyone to take this new experimental medicine mm. that, you know, will kill people down the line because, you know, people who have had experimental medicine just keel over from heart attacks and strokes and blood clots and all the things that they're dying from. Right. It's even happening in children now. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in record numbers, higher yeah. than higher than the original pandemic. Mm-hmm. But that's not being reported on. No. Um, Why would it be? So in the event that they need everybody to fall in line and they have the information to figure out how to to control the crowd because of these Google or the uh, Apple headsets Mm. because of our eye tracking, um, there's more more ways for them to get us to fall in line because they'll know everything about us. Yep. So now we have social media. We have celebrities. And now we have Apple headsets. (laughs) Wow, we really just go off topic, don't no, we? No, that that topic was there. I only right. I only added to it because I saw that this morning and was like, I don't even want to look at my phone right now. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely been putting my phone down a lot more. I well, I wish I could say that I'm addicted to that stupid ass game. I have been enjoying the the weather. I sat outside yesterday and listened to the leaves moving in the wind. You're gonna really enjoy the keys this weekend, then, huh? Oh, I really am. Yeah. Yep. By the time you guys hear this, we'll be driving back from the keys. I'm super excited. I've never been lived in Florida uh, my entire life and I've never been to mile marker zero. I could no. care less about that, but there are a lot of photo spots down there and I really want to bring everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yay! And I have my big old backpack now. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You got the Peter McKinnon nomadic bag. I upgraded guys. Yeah. I'm really excited. You want to talk about simps doing shit just because it's got a name on it. That was my thing. <laughs> That was it. I bought that camera bag for like 480 bucks because it was his camera bag. He designed it. It was supposed to be this big thing because he's a big photographer and Mm -hmm. I got it. I used it once and I hated it. I love it. I know (laughs) because you don't carry around as much gear as I carry. I also like that little side pocket. Oh yeah. For your tripod. No. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, On the side. Yeah. My F-stop bag has that. You ready to keep going? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really care. We can talk about anything other than emails, and I'm totally happy sitting here having this conversation. Yeah. I'm happy with email, too. Like, I enjoyed the entire process, but... It's because you enjoy me. I do. Uh, I do. Thank you. Validation's so nice. So we are praised for being independent women, but look... At it, but looked at as being weak for accepting the support of our husbands and softening into our feminine. Our value as a woman is seen now as doing it all. Meanwhile, families and marriages are falling apart at a rapid speed. Did, can you start back where you started? Because I'm almost positive you just said that women are looked at as weak for asking for help from their husbands. For accepting the support of our husbands. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like they've been telling men for years that it is not weak to ask for emotional help and, and aid from our women. Hmm. But now it's 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 weak for you guys to do it. Yeah. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct. Yeah. I am guilty of adding that to the feminist world. I agree. This mentality is ruining families and marriages. Yep. That was the entire point of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know that toxic masculinity was developed by two white men, two old white men? That phrase, toxic masculinity. I did not know that. We're going to get into that. You guys stay stay tuned for the next reaction video. Okay. Because I got that one too. We're going we're gonna to fucking shatter some shit. Ooh, yeah. F-bomb. <laughs> I added to it by holding on to my pain of my father being absent, my first husband leaving, and watching my mother suffer and not heal her own pain. I became hardened. I wanted to believe that I could be in a healthy marriage with that type of mentality. Same. <laughs> my dad left when I was young, like five, so I didn't have a father figure growing up. 
My mom was in a string of abusive relationships, so I never saw what a healthy relationship was. I didn't have a healthy relationship with anybody in my extended family. And how did that work out for you? No. Now, great. Like looking back on all of it, I would go through all of that again to get to my point now. When I first started being an adult and like trying to have relationships and trying to build a family, it all fell apart. It was like throwing wet spaghetti at a wall. Right. And then just flops over and was not good. You're never going to have a successful relationship with somebody uh, of the opposite sex if you hate the opposite sex. Correct. I didn't. When I hated every man, I didn't need a man. Right. But I'm dating men. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that Come works. Come on. That sounds so <clears throat> stupid to say out loud. <clears throat> I hate you, but I want you to treat me like I'm a goddess. But yeah. you have to let me hate you. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. We're going par for par with the F-bombs. We are. <laughs> I, I said the one, and now I can't stop. Yeah. We opened the floodgates. We did. It's like peeing after you start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, you're not wrong. I was wrong. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn it! <laughs> Breathe, woman. You're turning red. <laughs> All I'm thinking is composure. Composure. Compose yourself. Ah. Uh. That lined up great. It did. All right. So <laughs> I was wrong. I feel like you have given me permission to disarm my heart and soul in this modern world. I'm sweating my ass off. Oh, he just opened the, the, the door. <sighs> Nature. <laughs> I can yep. feel the wind. Yeah. Well, because it's colder outside than it is in the house, the AC hasn't kicked to blow the air around in here. And with all the electronics on, it's it's warm. That just made me so much happier. And I'm a large dude, so I sweat. Focus. <laughs> I'm trying. Just so much is happening. You are incredibly relatable, real, and you're going to change the world. I apologize and thank my husband this morning for being so patient and loving with me. How'd that go? I want to know how that went. I want to know how that went. He has never given up on us or creating a safe space for my crazy. I feel like a chapter of our marriage has ended today and an incredibly new, exciting one is about to begin. I feel as if a weight has been lifted off of me and the blinders have been cleared. I'm looking forward to being an example of what a healthy marriage look like, looks like to our children and grandchildren in the future. I'm grateful for the struggle we have been through. It has shown me that I don't, what I don't want for my future. It has shown me that this doesn't work. It has shown me that when you get tired enough of your own bullshit, you will seek to change. That is so mm -hmm. true. I woke up one morning and I was just exhausted from being hateful. I didn't want to be that person anymore. So I changed it. And now this is who I am. And I landed an amazing husband and yeah. an amazing life. And oh, stop it. Uh, she said that uh, she feels like this chapter is over for her mm -hmm. and the next one's about to begin. It's important to remember that you are the author of your life. That is very true. So all of these chapters that you're living, whether they're good or bad, are, are your doing. Yep, you're writing them. So if you are expecting your next chapter to be amazing, you put on your, your thinking cap. Remember that from school? <laughs> put <laughs> on so your thinking old. cap. Yeah, and, and get down. Make, make this next chapter an amazing one. Yes, something else to add? I just, I don't know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm real big on that. I, you know, like, you know, make your own luck. <clears throat> Oh, <laughs> I was like, 
Why are you so aggressively clearing your throat? You only do that once. Because you weren't looking. <laughs> right. I wanted attention. I like the way. No, I'm not going to say it because then they're going to look. Keep I'll, going. I'll, I'll get upset if people look at you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> How dare you? Avert your eyes. No, it's your traps. Your traps look really good. Uh, they haven't been trained in a while. They're very mountainy. Need to get need to get back to that. You should do the thing. Can't. Sitting <sighs> down. Too much work. I don't feel good. All the excuses. That was a lot of excuses. You have shown me a new way, a way of sacrificial, unconditional love. Please continue to change the world one human man and marriage at a time. You are loved and I am grateful. You know, that is not the first time someone has told me that I have shown that people, I have shown other people that someone is capable of unconditional love. I've been told that a lot. That makes me feel good. Hmm. I used to love on conditions. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I used to be loved on conditions. I will love unconditionally, but I will keep you around on conditions Mm -hmm. because I've been through so much. I'm not willing to live a shitty life anymore. So I I may love somebody and still remove them from my existence. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm that way. I feel that way now. I feel like I am that way now. It's important to, to like protect your peace. It is very true. I keep saying that you keep saying true things. (laughs) I mean, you just change it up. (laughs) I was trying to think of something on the fly that wasn't true and I had nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. Nothing. Something that's not true. Just, the sky is orange. Yeah. Well, that's, I meant like, I wasn't trying to throw something out there and, oh. and sound really smart about some bullshit, but oh. I had nothing. You could just hit me with anything that's incorrect. Yeah. Like feminism is working today. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about feminism. <laughs> I feel like I've done a pretty okay job I think of that. You have, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've done a pretty. I mean, I could. If you guys feel like I haven't gotten my point across about how I truly feel about feminism, let me know and I'll I'll work on it. Because <laughs> I don't want anything to be misconstrued. Right. Like I'm, people need to know for sure. Like I, it I'm, needs to be super clear. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm very adamant about not beating around the bush on things. Yeah. Yeah. So let me know. Hey. Oh, I just almost said her name. <laughs> she can't. She said we can. Oh, we can. Yep. Okay. Hey, my name is Jen. I love that name. Not Jennifer, just Jen. Makes me think of like Little House on the Prairie. Someone in an apron running through a field. Me run- in an apron <laughs> running through a field. It makes me think of that. I just want to say that I love your podcast and all that you guys speak about. It truly is refreshing to hear something that is wholesome and aligns with a lot of what I believe. The reason I am reaching out is to simply ask for some guidance or advice. My question is, what can I do as a wife to still make my man feel wanted sexually when I have no desire? I'm still very much attracted to my husband and the man and the father that he has become over the last five years that we have been married. Pause. So um, I have been going back and forth with her. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so many emails <clears throat> attached to this because this is a hormone-related thing. And you know a lot about hormones. And I know a lot about hormones. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess I'll, I will preface that by saying that her testosterone and estrogen is where it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. that the hormone issues that she having is having is a thyroid thing. And um, regardless of the reason, when your hormones are off, you are not right. Right. So on the not wanting to be intimate with her husband sexually. Mm -hmm. Um, That is how she worded it, right? I don't remember. 
She said, how do I make him feel wanted sexually? Right. Even though I have no desire. Even though I have no desire. That's that's where the hang up is. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to. You're going to have a very hard time making him feel that way because underneath of all of it, you're faking it. You were you were forcing something that's not there. Did she say what her age is? Um, she's no, I don't remember. I've gone back and forth with her a lot since yesterday. I mean, is she postmenopausal? Uh, no. Okay. No. I I think that there there are other ways to make a man feel wanted, not just sexually. Right. And I think that that's where that needs to be worked on mm-hmm. because if you're not in it because your hormones are messed up and you're feeling horrible. Trying to force that or fake it is not going to feel authentic to him, and he's going to know. Yeah, intimacy doesn't have to be sexual. Right. It's certainly nice. (laughs) Uh, You said that so convincingly. Well, I mean, it is. I don't know. I'm a simp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you walk by, and I'm like, "Uh." (laughs) you you know the mask when he turns into the wolf and the the jaw drops and the tongue rolls out? That's me constantly. It's yeah, bad. I got you this morning. Yeah. No, I know. On tic- I'm, I'm recording a TikTok and you're in the kitchen <laughs> less than 20 feet from me and flash me and everything that I was just... Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do that. Yeah, it's, it doesn't take much. <laughs> That's a form of intimacy. And I wasn't even doing it to be like sexy. I no, you were trying like, to be funny. I was. I wanted to distract you and be cute and be like, look at me. <laughs> And it worked. Everybody was like, I love how your attention just went right to her. And it took everything I had not to be like, her titties were out. I mean, come on. <laughs> and I'm a butt man. Like, I, yeah. I'm not even a boob guy. Yeah. Not, not a, I don't hate on them. <laughs> we can like pancakes and donuts at the same time. You're not wrong. Right. You're not wrong. I should have used a different analogy. Well, I was trying to think which one I like better. Right. Well, ass is called cake. Is it? Yeah. My sister had to tell me that because DNCE, whatever that band is, came out with that song, uh, Cake by the Ocean. I was like, yeah, I like eating cake by the ocean. Like, it's calming. I can have some sugar. And my sister's like, they're talking about ass. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, I'll eat some cake by the ocean. Oh, my God. That's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> And there goes our monetization. <laughs> and I'm not cutting it. Uh, I enjoy us. However, I need to tell you some mitigating factors about myself and my husband. I will start with my husband. My husband is a Marine Corps veteran. And while serving his five-year contract, he did four deployments during the majority of the beginning of our marriage. Good for him. Thank him for his service. <clears throat> I was with him two and a half I was with him two and a half of the deployment, like two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. We met in college before he went into the Marines and had been friends for three years prior to our marriage since I was in a relationship during this time. Good. So you guys got to know each other. So far, nothing negative. I love that. I love when like a wife writes us an email and she doesn't immediately start shitting on him. Right. I, I, I'm again, I really think that most of this comes down to her hormones and mm-hmm. she just doesn't know how to overcome that. And unfortunately you can't force that. Like right. that has to get in check. Mm-hmm. And I know that I push summit rejuvenation centers a lot right. because I know the owner of the, of the business and dude knows his shit, but because of what she's got, I don't even know if that's something that they can help her with. So, but I wanted to talk about her email anyway. So, right. He has been out of the Marine Corps since March of 2020 and has been struggling with the transition back to civilian life. 
I would never want to experience that. Yeah, it's it's not easy. No. He had a job right away when we moved back to his hometown, but was laid off a year later, which sent him into a depression. He was a stay-at-home dad to our then one, almost two-year-old, while I worked full-time. During this time, he was a different man, and because of my past childhood trauma, oh, because of my past childhood and relationship trauma, I was not able to help the way he needed. I get that. Don't, don't always beat yourself up because you can't be there emotionally for somebody when you have your own traumas you have to deal with. Yeah. Communication will fix that though. Yeah. It is also something that needs to be worked on though. Right. It's not a free ticket to always be absent for something. Also with me being a civilian, I could not relate to him as a veteran and the things he saw over there. I felt horrible and he was at a low point in December of 2021. Two days before I gave birth to our daughter, who was now one, I had a serious conversation with him about his mental health and the state of our marriage. I told him that he needed professional help and that this behavior of drinking, hiding away, and just being absent was not acceptable and that this was his warning call. He took that seriously and from that point on, our, and from that point, our daughter was born on December in, of 2021. Did you just go up a line? No, there's, there's okay. no punctuation, so I don't know when the sentence ends. Gotcha. He took that seriously and from that and from the point our daughter was born in December of 2021, he had gotten the professional help he needed and is continuing to work on himself. Now come my part of the issue. So after having my daughter in December, I have had a hard time with postpartum anxiety. And in June, I started taking medication and checking in with my doctor. After having continued issues with one of the very big ones being that I have no libido at all, where I used to be a very sexual person with my husband. Okay, so she had their daughter in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is all... Um, it's pregnancy hormones. It's not. <clears throat> Keep going. There's, there's, it's, it's a lot. Um, the postpartum thing is definitely... You're, you're right. That is 100% could be a thing. Right. Um, she's actually been diagnosed with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it was exactly, but there's, there is an underlying medical condition there. And so she's trying to work through it. So was it a problem before having the baby? It, she didn't say that. She okay. said that she had no no issues sexually. She, she like just now said that. It's literally the next sentence yeah. where she says she gets diagnosed. Yeah. Why am I like this? It's like we're watching TV. Uh. If only she used her punctuation, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> her punctuation is pretty decent. Sometimes I'm just messing things up. Oh, okay. Get it together, Chris. I'm trying. <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> I ask myself that every day. And I've yet to receive an answer. So well, they say you're not crazy until you start answering your own questions. The universe is just leaving me on red and it's, it's hurting my feelings. Cause you're bit. talking to the universe and not God. Ooh, Ooh, I'm trying to make this inclusive for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, God. I know. I just, I don't know. Felt good, but felt like it needed to be said. I do the same thing. I call it the universe because people don't want to have that shit pushed down their throat. So I just wanted to like mimic one of the feminists I saw in another video and be like, your conversation is becoming very hostile towards me right now. (laughs) Oh man, this shit makes me want to blow my brains out. (laughs) This December, I got blood work done and saw a specialist and I have now been diagnosed with Graves disease. There you go. Which is an autoimmune disease, which affects my thyroid which will in turn affect my hormones, 
which due to the symptoms I've been feeling, moodiness, inability to lose weight, anxiety, and lack of libido now makes sense. Yep. <sighs> so, um, that sucks. I, I'm nosy, right? Right. Or did I, you just Google what I, grapes? I am. No, well, okay. Oh. Yes, I did, but I, I Googled why it affects the libido mm -hmm. because I don't know this. So this says having excess thyroid hormone in the bloodstream makes the body's metabolism too active and it affects different parts of the body. As a result, Graves' disease, um, Graves disease symptoms can be extremely varied. They can include weight loss, anxiety, heart palpitations, sleep difficulties, and erectile dysfunction or reduced libido. So I hate the human body. Dude, we are machines. And if something is not running properly, Ryan. the entire machine gets messed up. Mm -hmm. When your thyroid is off, it affects a lot. And like you see a lot of overweight women who blame their thyroid. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a thyroid problem. No, you don't. If you had a thyroid problem, you'd be on medicine for it. Like you, you can't just you can't just blame a thyroid problem unless it's been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a thyroid problem in long-term scenarios, it could kill you if right. it mm -hmm. is not resolved. Um, so if your T3 or your T4 is off, everything gets messed with the way that your body metabolizes things. Obviously, like I just said, mm. um, you're not going to utilize fat the same way. There's a whole lot of things that will happen when your thyroid is not right. <clears throat> now, I don't know if Graves disease will affect estrogen and testosterone long-term, but if it does, that could be another issue with libido. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I know that testosterone in women is a very, very small thing. Like it's a tenth of what a man has. But in that scenario, if your testosterone as a woman goes down and you were to get a testosterone cream and the testosterone would come back up, so would your sex drive. Unless your estrogen is in the trash mm -hmm. or way too high and then that could also create a problem. I really think that she needs to get a hold of Scott at Summit Rejuvenation yeah. and, and just talk to him. You know what? Let me get their phone number. I love it when your sister texts me. <laughs> Um, also, while you're doing that, I want to, I know there's going to be, there could be people in the comments saying, I don't, we don't use a thyroid as an excuse. The people that say that truly have it. I've said it before. Right. I was over 300 pounds and I would use my thyroid as an excuse for my weight because I didn't want to admit that I overate right. and that I was the problem. Well, even if you have a thyroid problem, mm -hmm. you won't get fat if you don't overeat. Right. You, your body's not going to create body fat. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way unless you're ingesting too much food than what your body needs. Right. So if you do have a thyroid problem, the um, result of ingesting too much food is going to be much greater mm -hmm. because your body can't metabolize what you're eating, but you will not get fat unless you eat too much food. So yeah. if you have a thyroid problem and you're taking medicine for it and you watch what you eat, you're not going to get fat. It mm -hmm. doesn't work that way. You know. All right. So Jen, I'm just going to send you this. Instead of putting it in the thing, I'm going to do it right now while I'm thinking about it. Can I keep reading? Yes. No. How dare you try to read? You're supposed to be an uneducated housewife. Oh, fuck. You're right. Uh, Language woman. <laughs> I'm really upset that I said the F word. I was so right. I just can't stop. It's like peeing after drinking. Yep. And for those of you who don't know that, don't pee before you start drinking. Because once you once you get going and you stop to use the restroom, it's going to be every five minutes. Yeah, it really is. You know, I, I don't miss drinking. 
Yeah, I don't miss getting drunk either. Like I like having wine. I don't miss drinking. No. And I like bourbon. Yeah. Like that big ass bourbon collection that I mm-hmm. forgot I had because it's been so long since I drank. And I said on that 40 questions, I don't have a collection. I have a whiskey collection. A big you, one. You did the 40 questions thing? Yeah. What? Oh, I we, thought you meant on Facebook. <laughs> no, I, when we did our 40 right. questions, okay, yeah. I was like, what kind of person doesn't have a collection? Wow, my mom was right. like, my mom was like, you have a whiskey collection. I was like, oh shit, I do. I haven't opened that cabinet in 10 months. There's no reason for me to even think about the fact that there's extensive bourbon collection yeah, in there. You're right. I have rare, like hard to find bottles. Just that top shelf in that cabinet alone is worth like 20 grand. I know. I don't think about that, but like, I like the flavor. I like sitting and like trying to taste the notes and be yeah. the bourbon snob. I don't miss it. That's crazy. I don't I, at all, which is really weird to me because I enjoyed it. Like that right. was a big part of my life for a while. And it's like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> so you just touch, I have to share this story. So he does, he has a whiskey collection and he has the blood oath collection going on so for christmas i went ahead and i spent it was like 800 dollars for the one that came out yeah <clears throat> i think it was like blood with eight yeah pack number eight yeah i hunted for that yeah and like i was making sure i was getting it from like a reputable place and it was going to come with everything the morning that i bought it he posted on facebook anybody want to buy a whiskey collection yeah and i was like this fucker (laughs) (laughs) it is so hard to shop for you i know i know it is it's so hard and i was like i nailed this gift he's gonna love it i would have too he's gonna open it and get super excited and then i saw that post and i was like don't take this from me (laughs) i am and and, you know hindsight i should have just let you buy it and like let it go because you did tell me that you bought it and i was like don't don't do it because i'm gonna try to sell the collection Those bottles, they only make thirty-five to forty-five thousand of those, mm-hmm. and once they're gone, they're gone. So, like Blood Oath number one, two, and three, because mm-hmm. I started collecting at four, I had to go all the way to Miami to buy them secondhand, and those first three bottles cost me almost four thousand dollars because Each you no total okay. total because you can't find them that mm-hmm. that original bottle. So all the Blood Oath packed numbers come in a wooden box. Right, they're fancy. The mm-hmm. first one just came with a certificate. So the only way to get a box for one, two, and three together is if you buy it as a, a set. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think that it was less than $4,000. I think I'm wrong on that, but um, it was a lot. And I had to drive four hours to go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sent Jacob. I didn't even know. I was <laughs> like, bro, you know more about whiskey than I do. Will you handle this? I'll yeah. give you gas money. Um, but I spent a lot on that collection. Mm-hmm. And I like the Blood Oaths. There's a couple of them that are really good. But I also know that once those bottles are gone, I will never be able to get them again. So like, other than opening them and trying them, I, I, I won't. I will never drink them. No. And when you drink your bottle of whiskey down past a certain point, like it starts to go bad. So you have to drink it because there's too much oxygen in the bottle. Mm. I didn't know that. I didn't either until I started getting super into bourbon. That's crazy. (laughs) Yep. I should have bought that. (laughs) (laughs) All this brought up a lot of trauma that I had repressed from my childhood. I can tell. I should have bought that. (laughs) (laughs) That email brought up trauma for Chris too at Christmas time. Damn. I really like, I had all of these gifts for you. I bought you those pictures and you haven't even hung them up yet. That's not out of like, it's out of laziness. Oh, yeah. Yep. I had to hang the big ones up because there was nowhere for them to go, mm. but I still haven't rehung the spider web. It's now a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. It's been holding. Yeah. Been holding your shirt. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's pure laziness. I was also going to get you, so we're into bodybuilders. You are far more into bodybuilders than I am. I am new to all of this, but like, that's pretty neat. And I was going to get you a 
weight belt that was signed by Kai Green. What are the other names? Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman, uh, the Philip dude, Phil, Phil Heath. Phil Heath, yeah. And then one other guy. That was like nine hundred dollars. Yeah. But like the, he had a certificate. He had photos of him with the belt of all right. of them signing it and shit. <laughs> I was gonna get that for the man cave so you could hang it up and be like, yeah, that's that's all. And then and you're like, no, I don't want it. Yeah, I, <laughs> see, I don't collect things like that. So for me, it would be cool to have. Like I've met Kai Green, right? And I have photos of it, and I have the memories, and that's mm-hmm. cool to me. But like the signature and owning something that they've signed doesn't have value. Now, if I had a weightlifting belt that was mine that like I use for powerlifting, and mm-hmm. then powerlifters signed it that were world, you know, class powerlifters. Maybe I would, it would be like the hunt of having people sign it to have those memories, but like I don't hold value to things like that. So it would have ended up collecting dust or ended up in a drawer somewhere or in the garbage eventually because it just takes up space. <clears throat> so I'm glad that you didn't buy that. You're impossible to shop I for. I am hard to shop for because I buy the things that I want. It's no different than all the camera shit that we bought. If I want something, why would I wait until Christmas time a year <sighs> from now when I can just go buy it and be done with it? I have to get like super extreme with my gifts. Like get your face tattooed on my butt or something. Memories. <laughs> it's n- memories. Right. For that- any 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 of you women out there who have a man that is hard to shop for, vacation. It is, it, I'm telling you, yeah. all, you need a three-day weekend somewhere. Let him take some time off of work and just go and decompress. I would much rather have a memory than a gift. Okay. So we could go to a show. We could go to Vegas. Go to Iceland. <laughs> Still need to order my birth certificate. Yeah, yes, you do. <clears throat> this has all brought up a lot of trauma that I repressed from my childhood. For further context, my mom has a large mental health issue and also has thyroid issues, which affected her hormones, which caused her to become abusive towards me in all forms besides sexual. My parents divorced when I was 10, and my dad did years. Whoa. And my dad did everything he could to protect me from her abuse, but unfortunately, he couldn't always be there. During my high school years, I slowly start to, se- to sever the relationship with my mom since four psychologists determined that the relationship was toxic and that due to her mental health and abuse, the roles within our relationship had reversed and that it will never change. By December of 2012, I had cut off all contact with her and that side of the family and have not had contact since. Good for you. That is not an easy thing to do, to cut off family and well, for you, it was probably easy. <laughs> it was real easy yeah, for you're, me. Yeah, you're looking at me like, yeah, it was just a breeze. It was it, another it, Tuesday. It was not hard. <laughs> for, for a majority of people, it is. When you, when you recognize your value as a person, right. it becomes real easy to remove anything that brings you any type of hardship. You give people an opportunity to change, and when you realize they're not going to change, mm-hmm. you write them off. Right. I almost said the F word. You write them off. Yeah. That's why it sounded so weird. <laughs> um, it, it's not hard for me. It's not. I, I value my peace and my happiness over everything because I have so little of it in life. Right. Just not willing to compromise it for anything. There are certain people that it's easier with than yeah. others. This has, this has caused me a lot of trauma that I have repressed so that I could function as a normal human and not be the numb, cold person these experiences could make me want to be. I focused my negative energy in finishing my bachelor's degree in healthcare. Hell yeah. I was also trying to make my pain have purpose by helping others but I was in a toxic relationship with my ex that was simply that simply was creating more wounds. My ex and I have a 10 year long history of being in each other's lives romantically and just as friends, but almost all romantically. I thought he was the one, but I'm very glad I woke up from that crazy toxic dream and found my amazing husband again. So after repressing all this shit for years, it has now come all to a head, mostly manifesting in my health. 
my husband and I have been very, have a very honest report with each other. And now that he is more stable, he has expressed that it is my turn to take my own advice and get the help I need. I'm starting counseling and I'm trying to work on my diet and exercise, but I find it, but I find it hard working full time and having two little ones. You got to prioritize your time. Mm-hmm. Do your workout in the morning. Get yeah. it out of the way because then there's no excuses. You get up first thing in the morning, go 10,000 steps or go mm-hmm. to the gym, do what you're going to do before you do anything else. If that means you got to get up an hour earlier and mm-hmm. lose an hour of sleep, so be it. That that um, correlation between physical health and mental health is huge and that will that will change the entire narrative of your, of your day. You may be tired a little bit earlier at nighttime mm-hmm. and that may suck, but after six weeks of you doing that every day, like your routine is going to change. Do it. Do yeah. it. Do it, little man. <laughs> oh, and did I mention I started my own business? So I'm really busy all the time. I know it's easy for me to put myself second to my family and my husband, but I'm trying to be better about this since they need me to get healthy. And as my husband puts it, I can be his wife again. I know right now the person I am is a shell of the person I know I can be, and the trauma that I'm feeling needs to be dealt with and put to bed. I agree. Do you think do you think that putting yourself second to your family when it comes to your physical health is actually the right thing to do? No. <clears throat> How that's like the whole airplane thing. You put your own mask on before you put your child on. That's it. Damn good. Damn good. That's it. That's it. You yeah. you take care of you and make sure that you're healthy so that you can take care of everyone else. Yeah. And that's no different for men. Mm-hmm. If your physical health is messed up, everything else falls to the wayside. Yeah. So after all this, hubby and I are focusing on ourselves and family and more so our relationship. So with my hormones being so off due to my health issues and my autoimmune disease, how can I give my husband the physical intimacy he craves constantly for me when my brain has no interest in it at all? I always want to be genuine when we are sexual, but I am at a very big loss. I feel as it a failure as a wife, even though he does everything in his power for me to feel the opposite. It reminds me of how much I am loved and appreciated. My body and brain are just not there. Please, any thoughts are welcomed. And if you need more context or have questions, please feel free to reach out. I appreciate you reading this and taking the time out of your life to consider helping. Thank you. And please, what? Oh, and please, what you do. That sentence doesn't make sense. I think she's basically saying to keep doing what we're doing because we're helping people. Right. So I'm just going to skip over the first part of that. What you do means a lot to many people, even though you may not see it. Also, I just joined your Patreon, but for some reason, it won't let me copy and paste the message there. Well, thanks for joining the Patreon. That's dope. So um, there's a lot. And and as much as I want to be like, it's your duty to please your man because you're married, like there is a medical condition here. And Mm -hmm. I think that that needs to not be overlooked. Right. I do believe she's telling him he knows like Mm -hmm. she's not um, failing with the communication aspect. I know that she's had blood work done in the end of December. And I think the email said she's getting it done again in like the next week or so. Oh, I have no idea. Um, right. It's the the other communication. There's yeah. no point in reading all of it. It's just me asking questions so that I had a better understanding. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to wanting to be intimate with your partner to satisfy his needs, it's commendable. Like I, I definitely respect that you're, you're not just being like, well, screw you. I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that he has needs that need to be met is a big deal. You are absolutely respected, in my opinion, for trying to to make that work. So mm-hmm. you need to find if there's something that he can do that's going to um, 
enhanced foreplay is not the right word, but that's the only thing that's coming to my mind because right. sometimes it's a lot more, um, you need a lot more to get going. Yeah. And if that's the case, he just needs to find a way to get you going a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I hate to bring the slow dancing in the kitchen thing up, but like that, that goes a long way. I, I constantly, when you're walking through the house, will step in front of you and stop you in your tracks from what you're doing and hold you for a minute. Yeah. Those small moments together, it, it, you're creating a physical bond mm-hmm. and it doesn't always have to be sexual. It could just be that moment in time where you guys just stop. Nothing else exists for a minute. And just breathe. And you guys are in each other's arms. Like that matters. Stop looking at me like that. It's making me emotional. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> but we, we do those things. And we like, do. that might be the starting point for you. You don't have to just get sexual with him. Mm-hmm. You could, you could jump in and just be physical, be yeah. present no phones, no distractions. The kids kids can can cry for a minute if that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. Just kind of ignore them and love each other for a moment. Right. That could be enough. It could. It could be everything that starts. It, it mm-hmm. could not, but that could be a good starting point. Um, I think that being that your brain and your body is not really into it, I, I do think that foreplay kind of needs to, to be prolonged to kind of warm the engine up, so to speak, yeah. and, and get you guys going in that aspect. <laughs> what? This is a really stupid thought, but I'm going to say it anyway. It... Sometimes good things just take some time. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can put pizza rolls in the microwave, but they're going to come out soggy. Yeah. So when you bake <clears> them <throat> in the oven for 20 minutes, you're going to enjoy it a lot more. And you're still going to burn your mouth. So the end result's the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Cook the pizza roll the right way. Let them cool. Yes. <laughs> But that wasn't the whole point of me saying I that. <laughs> I just couldn't resist the whole burning your mouth on a pizza roll because they're either frozen in the center or they're scalding lava. That's why you bake them. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't have time for that. Right, because you put yours in the microwave like a scrub. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know how long it's been since I've had pizza rolls? I love pizza rolls. I, I miss cereal. Oh, my God. Yep. The Re- peanut butter the, Captain Crunch? The Reese Puff ones. Mm. Yep. Um, the other thing I think that can be had mm. here is... Um, Date nights need to happen. I agree. Because if you're not being sexually intimate, you need to make up for that with other intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to be honest. I read the emails and it doesn't sound like they're not on the same page. It sounds like she just feels like she feels she's guilty. not living up to her womanly duties, so to speak. And she's wanting to fix that. I would even go on a limb and say like, you know how people say mom guilt? Yeah. I, I feel like she's feeling wife guilt. Yeah. She wants to step up and she wants to be everything that he needs. He sounds super understanding about it all. Yep. I really feel like this whole scenario of, you know, being a bad wife and not living up to duties and all that stuff is, is just really just negative self-talk within herself. Right. It's not like she's not taking the steps to correct it. Clearly she wants everything back with her husband and wants to be happy and provide for him every way that she can and vice versa. Right. And he's supportive of it all. You know, just take a step back. Don't be so hard on yourself. You didn't do anything wrong. This isn't your fault. It's not like you woke up one day and be like, you know what I'm going to do to my husband today? (laughs) We're not going to have sex ever. No, you didn't do that. You also got to keep in mind too that you're you're running the house and a business now. You know what I mean? And dealing with an autoimmune disease. So you're going to be tired and that's going to affect things as well. Um, I I really think that you need to reach out to Summit. Um, I sent you an email with the uh, link to their website. Um, tell them that the Chris is from to be better sent you mm-hmm. um, Scott. The, the one of the owners is a friend of mine and um, just explain your situation. Tell them you got Graves disease and that you are dealing with libido issues and see what they can do because they may just give you something to yeah. fix that. You know, like 
it's Cialis for women. I don't know if that's a thing or not. I don't obviously don't know anything about a woman's libido in that scenario, but I'm going to be honest. I don't either. For, oh my God. I should start looking into it. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I'm so glad I figured this out now and not in my forties. Yeah. Because I'll know what to look for. I'll know steps to take to correct it. Wow. Yeah. Her email helped me. <laughs> I don't, um, I, I don't think that this is something you should feel bad over. I think that he understands and I think mm-hmm. that you you wanting to do better or be better or do more is commendable. Yeah. But I think that you need to to still keep in mind that like you're going to have days that you're just not going to be there mm-hmm. and explain that to him. Like, babe, I'm having a hard day today. I, I just <clears> don't <throat> want to do that. Can we watch a movie? Can we, can I lay on your lap and, and just be with you? Right. I mean, that may, it may not, he may not enjoy that the way he would enjoy sex, but mm-hmm. I'm sure that he would appreciate that a lot more than you sitting on the other side of the couch playing on your phone. Right. It might even be worth like, <clears throat> Not even bring it up to him yet, but just like sit down and think, would you be willing one day out of the week to make it a point to try, mm. you know, maybe make out for 30 minutes and then go from there. When you start to implement things in your routine, it changes your perspective on it. So even though you have an autoimmune disease, you might be able to just trick your brain a little bit and being like, okay, this is kind of enjoyable. Yeah, It's definitely going to be a process. It might not even be something that works, but it's worth thinking about implementing that once a week you take it upon yourself to initiate something mm-hmm. and it doesn't even have to be the same day every week i agree with that yeah is unfortunately there's not mm-hmm. a lot that we can do here because ultimately mm-hmm. it's going to come down to you just trying different things to figure it out right um and then figuring out what medically can be done mm-hmm. i don't know enough about graves disease to really give i didn't even know it existed yeah so <laughs> good for her for trying though yeah. She is definitely, she could have just a hundred percent sat there and be like, okay, well, this is my body. You have to accept how I am now. Right. That would have failed. That would have failed. <clears throat> but yeah. she sounds like she's a good woman. She has a good man. All yeah. things in time. He's patient. He is very patient. That's what she said. So thank you for the support on Patreon. I know that we said that already, but that, that really does go a long way. Mm-hmm. We, I think we're up to like 50 something patrons now. The right. goal, the goal is to get to a thousand, mm-hmm. and if we do, that would be super dope. But if not, I mean, I'm not obviously we're going to continue doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube now has a um, subscription option, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and one of the people from Patreon messaged me last night and was like, "Hey, are you guys cross promoting this?" And yes, we are. But there are people that will sign up on YouTube that doesn't want to go to another website. Right. So eventually, what I would like to see happen is get the subscribe on YouTube, mm-hmm. like the membership, just as big as Patreon. And then still be able to do separate things because the Patreon people, we've built a community. Like We have, yeah. That live chat, we got to know people on a personal level and we know people's jobs now. Mm-hmm. Um, Children. One of them is coming to get tattooed in the area. Yeah. Like I want to I want to go to dinner with them. Like mm-hmm. it would be super dope to take them to Prime and like get some some popover bread and just have a conversation with somebody that we've never met before that we've talked to online. Like right. I would love to do that. Um mm-hmm. So, and I told her, I was like, when you know for sure you're coming, let me know. And then when you know the dates for sure, let me know so I can make sure that we can try to make time because they're literally going to come down here to get a tattoo and then go back. Right. At our studio. Like, that's insane. So if they can come down and spend an extra two hours after Mm -hmm. the tattoo to get dinner before flying back out or driving back out or whatever the case may be, I would enjoy that. Um, But we are absolutely building a community over Mm -hmm. there. And um, we are talking more freely on Patreon than we are on yeah. YouTube because we can say a lot of things over there that's not going to get us banned on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the topics are a lot different and we take polls and, and the live yeah. streams and shit like that. So. We also divulge a little bit more over there too. Yeah. We Be- get more personal. Yeah. I think that's a big <clears throat> deal too because it makes people relate to us a little bit differently. I agree. I feel like 
there's a safety in Patreon that we don't get on YouTube. Right. Being able to divulge personal things about us and going more in depth on experiences and yeah. perspectives and whatnot. Yeah, past experiences. We're two hours, at one hour and 52 minutes. Hours. Well, it'll be less than that when I go through and cut out this, oh, yeah, the right. nose blowing and <clears throat> all of the nonsense that has happened because yeah. I'm still not quite there. But I think that we should call the, the end of the podcast, figure out what we're going to do for food because I'm, I'm hungry and fat. <laughs> um, and then I would like to do some reaction videos. I, I would like to try to get as much content as I can right. today so that I can edit tomorrow. And by the time we leave Saturday for the keys, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Okay. And I think in the worst case scenario, I can just upload everything to the drive and then AJ can do the work. <laughs> I'm going to send him some money. I appreciate that, dude, yeah. so much. I love that you're sending him money. Yeah. I, I, I wish we could do more for him. Yeah. Like if he was in the area, I would 100% support giving him an apprenticeship. I would. I've, I've told him if he moves to Florida, I'll give him his apprenticeship. I have a studio where you can make six figures a year. All you, gotta do is move yeah. to, all you have to do is move to Florida, AJ. Peer AJ. pressure. Peer pressure. Hey, AJ. It's not peer pressure. It's just your turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, that guy is a really big help. Yep. He's making our life a lot easier for sure. He is. And he, he's promoting a lot more on YouTube. I, I don't know anything about YouTube or promoting... He's doing a lot. He's emailing other creators trying to figure out how he can direct from South Carolina oh, because wow. there is a way for him to run all of this from his house. We just have to figure out how to do it. And I'll buy the stream deck and the cameras and everything he needs and just mm -hmm. send it to him. But it would be so much easier if he just moved here. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just throwing that in a little yeah. seat out there. I'm going to water it every once in a while. Yeah. Give it some sunshine. <laughs> you got anything else? No, I'm good. Okay, let's, let's call this Ooh. one. I would like to eat, and then we can start figuring out what we're going to do for reaction videos. I do have something I want to say. Okay. And thanks for being here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you liked it, share it. Maybe send it to a toxic family member or yeah. someone who needs to and improve something in their life or just share it because you thought we were absolutely ridiculous and we triggered you. Yeah, there you go. Either way, it helps us out. Uh, so, yeah. So other than Patreon, the best way to support us is to share this. Yes. And then, of course, like and subscribe yeah. if you want to. Yeah. There's no peer pressure on that. We were just peer pressuring AJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. We will catch you on the next one. Bye, guys.